I'm Nurse Jessica Seitz, along with Nurse Erica. We're Nurses Uncorked, the podcast that takes nursing facts with nursing comedy and makes a little cocktail out of it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to Nurses Uncorked. Um, it's just me and Nurse Erica today. Nurse Jessica Seitz and Nurse Erica. Uh, the d- dynamic duo. I don't know. That's what <laughs> I'm like calling that. us today. Yeah. It's just the two of us this week because we're talking about something that just the two of us went and did together a few weeks back. Um, we went on an amazing uh, strike, my second strike. So we're going to get into all details about that. And um, we've got a lot of other um, important information coming up for you guys. We're going to talk about with some things about unions. Um, well, Erica is anyways. <laughs> <laughs> this You're is an learning, episode though. Erica You're has been wanting to do for a long time. Um, so yes, I am learning and we're gonna do it. Maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised and I'm gonna learn a lot more than I than I think. Than so. you ever wanted to know. No, I think I do. <laughs> I want to know. I like knowing these things, how the whole process works behind the scenes of everything is actually um very, very interesting. Should we do our cocktail of the week? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Cocktail of the week. <laughs> Let's do that. Yes. Okay. So I had a different cocktail picked out. And then we decided to record this at 9 a.m. my time, which is a little <laughs> early for me to drink, even for me. So I am making like an Irish coffee. Okay. Because I still need my coffee. Uh, so I got my Bailey's. I've got coffee in here. I don't know if you can see it. Uh, and I was looking up, you know, do you know what the difference is between an Irish coffee and coffee with Bailey's? I have no idea. I didn't know either. Uh, so Irish coffee, you're just using like brown sugar and cream. And then, uh, coffee with Bailey's, you just use the Bailey's instead of the brown sugar and cream. So you want about one ounce to 1.5 ounces of Bailey's per five ounces of coffee. So we got that in there. And because I like a little um, coffee with my cream, I'm adding extra milk. That's actually a fun fact I learned that you and I share a love for heavy whipping cream. Oh my God. Yeah, (laughs) we we can talk about that fiasco. Of the mm-hmm. coffee in the hotel room. Yeah. All right. All right. I haven't had one of these in a really, really long time. That looks yummy. Cheers. Cheers. That is yummy. Oh. In fact, I think I'm going to add a little more. A little. Oh, apparently it's the, not too. Of the Baileys? Yeah. It's not too early for um, Baileys. Just alcohol. <laughs> yeah. That Which doesn't, doesn't really make sense. But it doesn't count. Right. Yummy. So I don't know if it's like whiskey. What is it? I don't know. Because you use whiskey it's when a, you make an Irish coffee. It's a liqueur. Uh, is this a type it's of a, I don't know. It's, a, it's liqueur. a liqueur. I don't know. Okay. But look, can we appreciate my, my beautiful I like the cup. china and my... That's very fancy. And my little spoon. I realized this morning when I was getting this together that I don't have any of the glass... You know how Irish coffee is usually in a clear glass mug with like the handle? 
I have literally every kind of like wine glass, stemware, margarita. I have every kind of thing you could ever need. I don't have any of those glass, you know, clear mugs. If anybody wants to send me a set for Christmas. I bought them for like an eggnog set, which I hate eggnog, but my husband loves it. Yeah, I, I do too. I have like four of them that we bought specifically for eggnog, but it would work the same way. Like... I don't remember where I got it. Maybe them, we but... should do an eggnog cocktail of the week just so people could learn how to make it. I'm not a big fan. Oh, I but I don't really I've know how to make just, it. We've just always purchased it. I don't know how to make it either. Like the pre-made, do you have to add alcohol or anything? It depends. You can buy them with alcohol in it, like I think at the liquor stores oh, already like okay. that. Um or they have just like regular eggnog that's not alcohol infused. Something like that. Okay. But again, I'm not a huge eggnog person, so I'm the worst person to ask this question to. So. To to be continued. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get back on the eggnog um, on a following, <laughs> following week. But that's a good idea to that. do like a Christmas themed cocktail now that I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it. I've seen a lot of those. There's a lot of cute little Instagrams of, you know, we could do something like that. Holiday theme. Anyway. So I have, I forgot to tell you something. I have a confession to make. Oh God, <laughs> I know. I'm scared. Um, I figured you never know ahead. with Jess. Wait, wait. The last time you did this to me on, on a podcast, you were you were telling me that you tried to reach out to that one scab nurse this to get her to come bad. on. This isn't as without bad. me knowing. Okay. Okay. So we had our Redonda episode, the first one, right? Yeah. And if you recall, there were people that complained that whether I was talking over her or there was Aww. too much like interrupting. Okay. <laughs> so I went back through and listened to the podcast again. And what I feel like happened was I think you and I were both so into it, like excited to talk with her that we did a lot of like, um, almost like con- confirmation of what she was saying. So there was a lot of, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. So it was like, once I really listened to it, it was nonstop. Okay, but here's the confession that I have to make so that Erica doesn't okay. kill me. Oh, God. So right. I what? was so disappointed after listening to that that I was like, I'm going to give but, but this. But it was a great pod- podcast. It was great. It It, it was. But I decided to re-edit the whole thing. Shut okay, up. you did not. I went. It's already posted. Yes. What'd you do? Okay, so here's the, where the confession comes in. <laughs> I re-edited what? it, and it sounds like butter. I spent like five <laughs> hours on it. I took everybody's audio, separated it, oh fixed the God. the yeahs, the mm-hmmms, the all of it, and went back and re-put in the new audio and. I thought I did it right, and I lost all of our views on that first podcast. I know she's going to kill me, but it sounds so good now. I know. I know. I thought I did it right, and then it it just all of a sudden reset to zero, and I was like. (gasps) That was a good one, too, huh, as far as views. In all honesty, I think it should have done a lot better than it did. Um, So it wasn't awful, but we lost about like 
2000, 3000. But Erica, you see, I want you to know. She's doing this to me on the podcast so that I can't yes. scream at her. I wouldn't scream yes. at her anyway, but. But I want you to go back and <laughs> listen to it now. And anybody that hasn't, it sounds so good. <laughs> like it is the way it should have been. And oh I'm so gosh. proud of myself for re-editing it. And I wanted to do Redonda justice. Like I wanted to, I mean, obviously I can't provide her justice. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I wanted the podcast yeah. to be amazing. And I, I, I understand now why people were saying that after listening to it again. Um, and so I'm it learning. It was amazing though. It was great. It was a great two-part podcast. I didn't, I think I, what I'm learning with podcasting is that um, you don't speak on a podcast like you speak in normal conversation. And that's something right. that I have not really understood until now. Like normally if you're talking to a girlfriend, you do do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, of yeah. course. I I know. Uh, you know, all these little affirmations. But on a podcast, you have to learn to zip it when somebody yeah. else is talking and just let them talk and finish their sentiment without all the interjections you know what I mean well, um, I'm guilty of that too I'm I'm always like mm-hmm, oh uh-huh yes constantly I, you were just as bad as me I ain't gonna lie it was <laughs> it was there the it two is. of us it was the two of us but um I fixed it it sounds great I'm sorry that I lost us those views but I want you to share it with Redonda and let her listen to it again because I okay. fixed it and it's amazing it's only the, way the first episode, been. not the yeah. second half? No, the second half actually wasn't – it was better. It was a lot better. So I didn't Okay. I didn't go through and do that. And I don't know if maybe I was – maybe I was nervous or maybe I just was felt like we were Excited. talking like girlfriends. So yeah. anywho, that was my little confession. But um, as we go through this, I feel like I'm learning a <laughs> lot right. about podcasting. Like, yeah, you know, about learning to let somebody – do their sentence without feeling like you need to constantly, yeah, you know, all of that. And it's hard. Um, yeah, it is, but it's well, okay. And sometimes, depending on the guest and what their like audio setup is, we had this problem last week. There's a major delay, and it's so awkward. Like, do it's it's so long the delay that you want to repeat it, and sometimes you end up repeating the same question because you think maybe they didn't hear it. And then it gets right. cut off, and it's so hard when that happens to deal. Yeah, with there's that. like a you ask something, and then you're looking at the person, and there's a pause, and, <laughs> and, and it's you're like so awkward. You're like, did they <laughs> did they just have like a um, Mitch a McConnell moment? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where they're like zoning out. I wish I could see my face right now. For but real, for real. On a good note, we just got our 50,000 podcast download little certificate from Podbean today. Yeah, so. Um, Look at us. Cheers and congratulations to us on over 50,000 downloads. Woo-hoo. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing um, good. We are doing good. We're we're moving right along. So just don't look- judge us on our Redonda views because doesn't look I, like yeah because it. <laughs> it was a lot better and <laughs> oopsie I guess we need to re-promote it again Erica maybe okay we can do that and now I'm I'm a lot <laughs> I'm a lot more proud if that's a way of saying it but I was well, you proud did not of it have to do all that because it was already great but I appreciate your effort. I wanted I know that to was I wanted a pain to in the ass. 
It was. It was. I'm not going to lie. It was. Um, <laughs> but but it sounds really good now. And it's taught me to to learn to give people a chance but, and not feel like I have to constantly uh, interject and make them feel like I'm listening. They know I'm listening. I don't have to. And you don't you don't either. I mean, yeah. but it's just getting in that mindset of you're taping a podcast. You're not sitting down and having a normal conversation. It's different. So anywho, right. Please forgive, please forgive me. Forgive us people. We're I just human beings. I forgive you. I love okay. you. Love you. Always good. I think it's the Bailey's talking. <laughs> Erica's, <laughs> Erica's like, it's all good. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about strikes. Let's get into why we're really uh, here today. All right. So, tell so me, when let's she, start from the beginning. You called me up and said, hey, girl, you want to go to a strike? <laughs> and I said, where? Yeah. yeah. And then and, you and, told and me. And it's always chaos. Well, this is your second strike, you know. Um, so I feel like I have gotten you addicted to the, the strike world because it is kind of addicting. The energy is incredible. Um, the problem is that you never know till the last minute if someone's going to go on strike or not, you know, because hopefully the goal is that they reach an agreement beforehand and they avert a strike. So it's always like just this terrible timing cluster, you know, what of last minute um, drop everything you have going on and travel to who knows where. Right. And that's, so that's kind of what it was. I called you and I'm like, you want to go to a strike in like a couple days? It's like Washington state, which is really far from you. It was I a lot just want to say to me. Did you see how good I just did right there? Not saying anything that whole time. You, you did. Just talked, I noticed that. I didn't. You do were just one... nodding. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It wasn't that good. <laughs> That's going to sound that so good. good. That was really um, good. So I said, yeah, where is it? And then I heard it was across the country, literally for me, mm-hmm. which I felt like it was my turn because Eric, yeah. I had to do that before. With the last strike in New York. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. realize how much travel was really going to be involved for me to get from Florida all the way to Washington State. It's a lot. It's a lot of flying. Right. Because there's a little airport where we were, which I flew into. It was fabulous. But for you coming from Florida, it, it was like not feasible. It would have been way more money and time and didn't want oh, to do so all much. that. So you rented a car. Yes, I did. I was brave. I've never... <laughs> rented a car alone. I know that sounds like a really? big baby thing. I no, I mean I've always if I traveled I've been like with my husband or I I've never traveled really alone somewhere where I would need to get a rental car, but to Uber from the airport that I flew into and try to get to where the strike was at um which was in Everett, it and so I flew into Seattle, Washington and it was um about an hour and 15 minute drive. The Uber would have been and that's depending on time of day, anywhere from like a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars, which is silly, you know. Yeah. When I could rent a car for less than that, so that's what I did, and um, I got in that little rental car when the, there was no sunshine at all. It was dark <laughs> in a state I don't know, but I made it. I made it there. Um, one of the flights was six hours. I, I'm like. I didn't think it took that long to get to the other side of the United States, <laughs> but evidently it does. I had I had a lovely little hop, skip, and a jump into a tiny little airport that you only have to walk like 20 feet and you're outside. It was fabulous. Took a little Uber for 15 minutes, got to the hotel. It was lovely. 
Must be nice. That's how <laughs> I'm going to be when we go on the Nurse Blake cruise. You know that? Because um, I only oh, yeah, Miami. Oh, yeah, leaving where you are. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just have – I'm actually going to fly to Miami, but it's only a 40-minute flight. So that it'll be super short, but you're going to be coming from Vegas all the way to Miami. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. – I don't know how yeah. long of a direct flight that could be, but I and guess we got to would... still plan stuff before that. I'm going to come to yeah. Florida a little early. Julie wants me to come see her. I don't know where she is in Florida compared to everything else. But anyway, we got to figure it all out. We'll get anyway. there. We'll get there. So, so okay, we dropped so we did what we were it. doing. We did it. Yeah. And yep. we were, we, we did it. There. We, we made the arrangements and we got flew there, there late. You got there late. I got there a little a few hours earlier and I just kind of vegged in the room starving waiting for you to show Wait, don't you got to tell them about the bed situation what happened to us oh I almost forgot yeah so when I checked in they said something about um a king size bed and I'm like no 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 we're supposed to have two beds <laughs> I specifically specific like I remember doing it and they're Everett like no is you for lovers <laughs> I don't know. isn't that like we a booked, state Virginia's booked, for lovers I don't know I don't know uh, there's but one they swear that's what I booked was a room with King and that's all they had and they were full. We find out later why they're full. But I remember thinking, well, that's odd because it was like, what was it, like a Thursday or something mm-hmm. in Everett, yeah. Washington? Why is the hotel full? Well, now we know it's full of freaking scabs, but we'll get to that. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have to like beg, borrow and plead with the front desk lady. Actually, she was very nice. And she had like one room left that she gave us. It was a, a suite that they upgraded free of charge. It was the handicap suite, <laughs> but that's okay. So we had like so the walk-in course, shower. Yeah, we get like a shower chair and <laughs> arm rails. <laughs> <laughs> the shower was very interesting, wasn't it, Erica? The it, I oh. did not have that problem because you warned me. All I know is she took the first shower and there was a scream. <laughs> It from the bathroom. It, it was like pelting, <laughs> pelting water, and you had to like take the the handheld nozzle. I don't know. It was it was it was definitely very accommodating for the handicapped individuals <laughs> that would need that room. I will say, yeah. uh, five stars if you're handicapped um, and you need it, it a special. Was, it was a nice room. It was a nice hotel. It really was. Yeah. But so they um, gave us a suite that they still didn't have two beds. But it had a king size bed and a rollout sofa bed thing situation. So what so I've learned time is Nurse Erica, there, no, you need your space because I'm like, I all do right, need my space. big deal. We'll just line up. It's a king is big. We'll line up like pillows in the middle, and her face is like, uh, we could take turns. It's, we could, it's not uh, that I mind sharing. It's that I know I won't sleep that well. I'll because like if you move, I'll wake up. And this bitch screams in the middle of the night. Screams. I do. I do. She has night terrors. I do. I did. I scared <laughs> you. Didn't you even really warned me the first time. So I'm like, what is going on? I know. I think I that first was it that first night or maybe the second night. It was bad. I like screamed multiple times. Yeah, I can't. Even, you screamed it's like, why are you, you doing this to me or something? <laughs> and you sounded like so upset like you thought so like upset. somebody was in the room you thought like yes i'm like what what <laughs> and then i was like oh I, I was like never mind i'm just streaming go back to sleep America. she's it's like probably, we do that sometimes it's probably because i was on the sofa bed and i was traumatized <laughs> the second <laughs> night 
I don't know. That night I, I was having bad nightmares. It's always when I'm trying to like in my dream really get a message across and like I'm so mad in my dream that they're not listening to me that that's when I'll like shout it out in my sleep. It's weird. Um, Loud. But anywho, yeah, I, I never warned her about that. But um, well, I think you did it last time in New York, too. And yeah. so I knew about it this time. But nothing prepares you for that at 3 a.m. I think I only yelled like the f bomb one time. I, I was like, oh, I'll, "I have to bleep that out." But I, I think it was it was minute and quick. But this last one was like bad. It was, it was bad. a bad scream. And then you did it a second time. I don't know if it was the second night, but you and it was just like no, like you screamed no. Oh. <laughs> she's who? She's all up in her feels. I don't know. Yeah. I, and anyway. I, I yeah. Anywho. So we it was got a lovely room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we went to lovely we went room. to dinner, but you have to tell them about the bar. We went to dinner in the hotel and we're walking down the hall towards the restaurant. And what do we see? It was like a, a book club or I don't know. It was like silent. It was a silent was bar. Silent. I've never seen it. It was silent. a bunch of like college age students, tons of them, but nobody was speaking. At a bar. I'm like, is this a library bar? Yeah. I was very and Jessica confused. in her loud voice. Is this a library bar? <laughs> I know. And I, I'm like the only person talking. I'm like, I, I don't because it looked like a nice little bar, but I'm like, it why did. is nobody talking? So the well, then we I get think up the waiter. The, yeah. What did he say? There were college students or no? He, or he said, I don't know, but he said it's a book club, and we're like, oh, well, that makes sense. But who the hell has a book club in a bar? That seems like an odd. I don't know. It's an location. odd combination. Yeah, <laughs> but are, isn't the point of a book club like you're supposed to be discussing it together? Nobody was talking. Yeah. So maybe they were just yeah. reading maybe together. Maybe it was a reading club. I I don't weird. know. It was very it was weird. very weird. Anyway, they sold Chardonnay downstairs in the in the little shop thing, and so I think you got it. You got it on your way up. So we had a bottle of Chardonnay. Yeah, in the even room. before I got to see Erica in the room, I purchased. You have no idea after traveling. Oh, wait, I forgot <laughs> to tell the people. I was stuck on a plane for six hours in between somebody crocheting um, doilies, okay, whose arms were, you know, imagine when you see somebody crochet, it's like they're conducting a freaking symphony, okay? And I'm in the middle, and then the guy on the other side of me by the window warned me that he has snoring and bad apnea and he was to slap him he told me if he starts I said I'm not gonna slap you sir he's like no I'm serious like it's bad I will disrupt the whole plane so um, oh my god the whole time I'm I'm getting jabbed by the lovely woman who gave me gave me one of her creations which was very nice she didn't have to do that um but she was trying to find her way to pass the time. I get it. The man on the other side of me just was wanted to sleep away the pain of the six-hour flight. Um, and then I was in the middle. Um, I put my AirPods in, and I just tried to zone out as best I could. But it was a long flight. And I like to pee often. I had to pee. So, like, every <laughs> every hour or so, hour and a half, I'm like, excuse me to the doily lady. I'm happy. Can I get up again? It's, all, it's always an Anywho, adventure. Yeah. 
So we had dinner. We go to bed. She screams in the middle of the night. We wake up early, early and start getting ready for the strike. And was Wait, that don't forget when... our, our impersonations we did. That was entertaining. My mass hole McGuino oh, yeah. impersonations. That was a lot of fun. We, we I got was laying really... in bed trying to fall asleep. Yeah, we got. I got into my inner mass hole, as Redonda likes to say. Channel your inner mass hole. Um, and you, we did some... you kind of nailed it. Yeah, I did. He loved it. I'm glad he loved it. I loved seeing his reaction and him laughing to um, my impersonation. He got a kick out I of thought, it. So that, yeah. If you guys don't know who Masshole Maguido is, he's he's on TikTok. He's a great guy. He's another nursing advocate. Um, so if he was you ha- a guest. Don't follow he was him. our first guest on the podcast. Yep. Yeah, we did. We did. And he'll be back. He'll be back. Healthcare workers. Days. Yeah. So um, yeah. that was a lot of fun. But he has a very heavy Boston accent. So it's um, it's so very heavy. cute. Jessica lives in Florida and I live in Vegas in the desert. We are not cold weather people. No, I <laughs> am all. not a cold weather. I, I, I like to have some cool weather here in Florida. You know, like I, I enjoy the 60s, maybe 50s every <laughs> once in a while. You That's know, to, about as low as I'll tolerate. Yeah. Yeah. But it was this like was... 32 degrees. It was freezing, literally but it's, freezing. I, it was a, I don't know why it was a different kind of 32 degrees to me. I've been in 32 degrees before, or it maybe was so it was cold. just because when you're on a strike, you're outdoors the whole time. It's not like you are taking a break. Yeah. I mean, and we're standing just, on the cold cement. Under the shade, which you know. was a covered area there yeah. in Everett, Washington. A, yeah. Providence um, Hospital, right? Providence, Yes. Um, yeah, Providence so Everett Hospital. In there was Everett, no Washington. sunshine; like you weren't getting sunshine on you on the strike line. Yeah, so it was shaded. It just made it a lot colder. I think it felt a lot colder. So one of the first people said to me when we got there, "Like, do you have your wool socks on?" Wool socks? What the hell are wool socks? <laughs> I don't own wool socks. And then they said, "Do you have at least two pairs of socks?" No. I have on some little Nike no-shows. What are you talking about? Like, I live in flip-flops. I, did, you know? I didn't even bring gloves. I, I'm an idiot. I didn't even well, bring I, gloves. I brought two pairs, so I gave you gloves. But it was yes. so cold. But so these we, people we first are, get there are prepared. And... They had they, oh my God. The, um, hot packs. They had the all the hand they hot took packs care of for us. everybody. They went and bought us socks. and um, They bought us what else so- they... wool socks. Yeah, wool and they, they, they went and brought, bought it and brought, brought it to us too. I'm trying to so remember nice. things. Oh, more gloves! They had they gave us each a set of new gloves. Oh too. yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Yeah, which we did not ask they did. for. They were but so I think lovely. That they recognized that we were going to be. <laughs> it was not frozen, good. and we had no. We were not prepared, and they looked at we us were and prepared. were like, "Oh God, it, they're going to leave if we don't." do something yeah i mean so, i thought i was prepared like i had a heated jacket i had um one, not like ear muscle one of those things that cover your ears um i had gloves i thought i was prepared uh no i i was solely sadly under prepared and it was so cold and you have you have a condition that does not um bode well in cold weather no, I am, uh, and evidently a lot of nurses have this, or a lot of people. It's Raynaud's Raynaud's syndrome. So basically, when the temperature gets to a certain 
I, I don't know if it's different for everybody, but when you get cold like that, um, I lose circulation in my, especially my feet, like my extremities. Usually it's my pinky toe on my feet go first, and then it'll start progressively going to the other toes. But it's it's not just that you're losing circulation, it's painful. It's like, um, almost like like pins and needles is the only way I can describe it. It hurts. Like you, you so I started panicking at one point we had been out there for an hour and I bolted on here. I was like, I gotta go. I think it had been more than an hour. We had been there a while already. Maybe it was two hours, but I I was like, I'm going to go and get the rental car because I'm in my mind, I'm like, I need somewhere to escape every once in a while to heat up. And we had Ubered there. So you had to Uber back to the hotel, get the rental car, come back, find somewhere here. Here's, here's the best thing ever though. Can I just tell you? Okay, so Jessica leaves. I stay on the strike lane. I'm I'm doing lives. I'm doing all this stuff. She's gone a little while. And then just about the time, I'm like, I literally cannot feel my feet anymore. I'm afraid I might fall and break a foot, (laughs) bone, ankle, something, and not know. Like, they were so frozen. So I start walking back to where, like, the tent is with the union and everything. And I sit down, and I'm talking to a couple nurses, and Jessica... I think you texted me or no, you called me and I answered. And she says, like cloak and dagger, I have the car. It's really warm in here. And yeah. I have McDonald's. I said, I'm two two blocks away. And this one goes, I cannot walk. I cannot. You have to come get me. I cannot walk anymore. I cannot walk. So I came in like, I felt like a superhero. Only a hero can save us. I'm not going to stand in. And I rolled with my car. I rolled the window down. And I'm like, Erica, I was like in slow motion. Like, I'm over here. (laughs) I scooped her up. We parked Uh again. Um, We We went around the corner. We, I had the heat going, and I it brought was so warm in there. Delicious McDonald's. It was like when I tell so you those so cheeseburgers. Good. I haven't had. I almost never eat McDonald's. I haven't had a McDonald's cheeseburger in like years and years. And something about being that cold, almost painful, and finally sitting down and in the heat. And she hands mm-hmm. me a McDonald's cheeseburger. I'm like, this is the best damn thing i have ever it was so good my it was so good life it was it was so it good just hit the spot it was like, it hit. It was, I, I like the little regular cheeseburgers because i like the little crunchy little onions they put in the ketchup like it's so <laughs> it's so freaking good it was delicious um so we warmed up it took a little while i think we took like a 30 minute break and then yeah um, i got put back on out the wool there. socks yep <laughs> We got yeah, all, and then we all... went back out there. Mm-hmm. We did several lives from the strike line. Um, it was how many nurses did we say? Thirteen hundred nurses from Providence Everett Hospital in Everett, Washington, went on strike. It was a five-day strike. We were there for day was it three? I think day three of their strike. I believe. Yes. Yeah. Day three. Yeah, we couldn't get there for day one. It was cutting it too close. I love to be there the first day of a strike. That's my favorite. But I'm so glad that we got to go anyway. And we did and all I the lives. I finally got to see Scabby because I didn't we get to saw see Scabby the Scabby. rat. If you guys have been strike. listening, you know the the drama that we went to to try and see Scabby. <laughs> the last strike was not good. 
No, we, this we one, did they a had full right exercise routine to, yeah. to get to Scabby the last time. And then we learned Scabby wasn't even there anymore. <laughs> we I was were walking happy. in circles for no reason. Um, so this time it was very easy to get to Scabby. <laughs> he right? was right there at the tent. It was a beautiful sight to behold. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they had so much food there, the union and had brought so much food and the community kept driving by and dropping off like just coffee and food and everything. They had a huge layout there. It it was really nice. They had this cute little gazebo. It was in like a park across from the hospital is where they had like their headquarters thing set up. And that's kind of where people would gather when they weren't in front of the hospital striking, you know? Um, And so we would sit, we sat there for a while uh, at one point talking to nurses and nurses just kept coming up to us <laughs> and Jessica just Jessica no, gets wait, in these wait let's talk about when Erica walks into a strike it's as if like Jesus Christ has arrived okay like oh, I, I'm telling you they're all like there she is it's Erica <gasps> like seriously I, I, again I, I hear the music only a hero can save us oh my god and they're like Erica thank you so much for co-. but honestly it's so cute because they really really do appreciate Erica showing up because you know I mean this is Erica's jam and she's supports you know all the strikes and the fights and the unions and they were just so cute, though. They get so tickled pink, you know. Um, it and is. It's, then it's really like, nice when they appreciate yeah, it. I, it's really nice. It, it It's adorable, actually. So the other thing, though, that I was going to say that was a little strange is when we first got on the strike line, do you remember that one man that I thought he was, like, rolling down his window to support us and he was oh, screaming yeah. at the nurses because of yeah, the what did he say? noise? He, was, he said that... They were disrupting the peace, and well, that's the it, whole point it's like of it. Ten or eleven in the morning, like give me a break. No one's disrupting the peace. Y'all need to get out yeah. of here. Like he was just. I was like, wow. Like I didn't have any. The first strike I went to, I didn't see anybody stop and be mean. So I was surprised. Like I, I guess there's always going to be a couple people like that. You know that there's yeah. a lot of houses around that hospital, though. Um, so maybe that's part of it. I, you know, I don't know, and. They went 24 hours a day as opposed to the yes. other strike we went to that they yeah, stopped which at a is certain time. Not as common. That's really hard to do, especially this time of year in that weather. Can you right. imagine? We were so cold in the middle of the day. Can you imagine at 2 a.m.? They were committed. They were on strike 24-7. They had people signed up for shifts. Um, and that's impressive. Like that that takes some commitment. It w- it was very impressive. Like seriously, there was kudos so to nice. them. Kudos. They were so nice. Everybody was they? very, very, very nice. Like just overly yeah. like supportive and gracious and thankful. And, but I mean, I'm just saying a great community of, of nurses, like just everybody pitching in, taking turns. Like Erica was saying, there's so much like food and support and warmth. And they were just yeah. so, so everybody was really, really nice to one another. It was, it was very nice and easy to talk to people there for sure. You could just sit down like Eric and I did a couple of times, you know, and go sit on the bench there and just chit chat with everybody. And I liked that. that we was talked cool. to a lot of people, a lot of people that come mm-hmm. up to us. And it, it's kind of funny because you can sometimes see them 
like lurking <laughs> like I know in, 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 so in a group of like two or three in there and you can almost hear them like should we go up there should we not go up there <laughs> and I know I'm so I... awkward I'm I'm just so awkward when I first kind of like meet I don't know how to act so they're worried about they don't know how to act I don't know how to act I don't know what to do with like people wanting to take my picture I still will I I'll think never that they think we're gonna that. say it's no so, so they're 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 worried no. that we're going to be like annoyed, which I please would I, never. I, nobody, I, no. I, I mean, if I ever get to that point one day, somebody slap me. Okay, <laughs> right. If I ever I get would to the never, point that I'm like, ever. I don't want to do a picture. But there's something wrong with me. I'm but, so um, grateful when they come up and they talk and they they yeah. just want to be nice and tell us what's going. And like it's because this sounds silly. Like obviously the strikers have it hardest of course you know they're on strike they're out there they're not getting paid they're doing all the things and so I don't want to compare myself to what they're going through in any way shape or form but it is a little awkward wouldn't you say when you first arrive and you don't know anyone I knew like one person there beforehand um and to just walk into this group where everyone knows each other and just like start making videos and talking about them in front of them and it's it's awkward for me. I kind of struggle with that. I'm like, this is so weird. And I know they appreciate it. But so I feel strange when I get there. I feel awkward. So please don't ever feel awkward coming up to us. It makes us feel I'm better. Grateful. Yeah, actually. Yeah. When we first got there, I forgot to tell you, Erica, I thought like, okay, so you know how the strike line was like down the road versus where mm-hmm. they, everyone I thought where everyone gathered like the the little gazebo. I thought that was it. I was like, oh my God, their strike has a bad turnout. There ain't nobody here. <laughs> I, was, I was like, they're not even walking. Nobody's, what? I was like, oh, oh no. my God, this is going to be awful. In my mind, oh, I no. was like, oh God. I'm like, I hope people show up. This is, but I didn't realize that they were doing it, you know, down the, the road. And because the right last in front of the front we of the at, hospital, it was all, the walk and the uh um, yes whatever you call it the area that they the tent yeah yes the tent was all in one spot so yeah i would i assumed that that's how they all were which i guess obviously they're all different but then i finally realized oh everybody's <laughs> now it makes and then sense. they had a second strike on the back of the hospital at the er entrance which we later in the day went around there and saw them drove by honking well, the horns and at the other where the L and D nurses were, right at another location. So yeah, it was almost but that like one was so weird. Yes, yeah, so it was two different facilities that were on strike, and so our plan all day was to go to the second facility, like in the afternoon. And we got directions. We it was find. really close by, but it was just not a very big strike, and there didn't seem to be like any kind of tent or gathering area. I don't yeah, know like if we, we got weren't really sure how, where to stop where to stop but I think it I think it probably was a lot smaller I mean I, I yeah I just think that they probably that's like their women's part of their hospital like some hospitals separate it like that so I think it was just yeah but it was it was cool that they had you know nurses representing in each section yeah, yeah absolutely so that, uh, that was good um the other thing I think we should talk about that was big about this strike, Erica, tell them about the sign that they 
had yeah. on this hospital. So this is this is probably now my favorite thing I've ever seen at a strike. I've said before that it was the Minnesota kayaking nurses that during their big strike last year were kayaking with strike signs in front of the hospital. That was that was amazing. But this strike, the union, which was UFCW 3000, it stands for United Food and Commercial Workers, I believe. Uh, they like rented this projector through this one company. So a projector that projected an image onto the outside of the hospital. And they did it for like 10 days leading up to the strike. And it would say every day, 10 days till strike, nine days, seven days till strike, you know, counting down. And the hospital, I'm sure, thought when they when they finally went on strike, well, at least the damn projection will be gone. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they kept it going. What did it say? Like, I can't even remember. I'd have to look at the pictures. Like, nurses on strike or something. They changed it to that for the five days of the strike. And so yes, we, we ended up talking to the, um, like the director with the union who was leading the strike. And she said, we're not breaking any laws. The hospital actually called the police out here the first day and the police, you know, came and talked to us and said, well, you're not breaking any laws. You're on private property where they would put it on like a truck and it would project onto the hospital It was on private property uh, there was just one rule that you couldn't project it on a window, which I didn't know. I right, guess for because that could reasons. interfere. Yeah, or that could interfere with anybody's, not just patients. I mean, I'm talking about if you I guess did it to somebody's home or some, you know, the light probably shining in somebody's eyes or or yeah, whatever. But they had a huge clear spot. Right, it was on the front like of you the can hospital. see it from from blocks away. It is. It's so good. It's brilliant. And since then, I've had several unions reach out to me and ask me, like, how did they do that? Where did they get that? So I've been passing on the company information to other unions. It's fabulous. So imagine you're a patient or visitor and you have to go to that hospital. You're going to see every day that the nurses are on strike. Yeah, that's amazing. And there was nothing they could do about it. I'm sure they hated it. They probably, yeah, they probably couldn't stand the fact that that was happening. But that was just like, that was the best that they were able to do that and not be breaking any laws. That's brilliant. And and badass, like well played. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so that was, that was our goal was to see that at night. We wanted to be able to see the sign at night and get a picture. And we did later that night when we went back. Yeah, we did. So Erica, let's do the problem of the week. Problem Problem of the week. week. Yeah. Let's, before (laughs) we talk more about the rest of our, um, adventure adventure. Um, I got a message from somebody and I'm going to read it. I'm a nurse in West Virginia. I've been a nurse since 2005. I pissed off administration by speaking out against misdeeds and environmental issues. I was beat up by a psychiatric patient who was inappropriately placed in our nursing home. While he was punching me, I minimally held his forearms to block the painful punches. Now I'm being accused of abuse. He had no injuries. Meanwhile, I'm still bruised and in pain. Have you ever heard of a travesty like this? What can I do? But this is a awful, just freaking. Yeah. I wait mean, for them. Unfortunately, to- I've heard of t- 
tons of similar situations. Tons. I mean, they're trying to what flip it say? on her. They're trying to flip it. Like, yeah, she's it, trying to the defend whole, what herself. What could you have done differently? Yeah. 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 And so to prevent her from potentially reporting it, making a big deal out of it, pressing charges, whatever, they are flipping it to make her the bad guy so that she will you know, probably not report it and not push it. Cause then you're just so worried about your nursing license and your job and you know, all of that. It, it's dirty, dirty manipulation. And it just pisses me off to no end. So here's the thing. Are we allowed to fight back? Is that allowed? Can you def- physically defend yourself? I, I will tell you if it's me, I'm going to defend myself. A hundred percent of the time. I would try as well. I would try that as well. But look at what happened to the poor lady that's behind bars because of defending herself against a coworker. Well, um, Oh, Sybil, Sybil. Yes. Wasn't that a similar situation sort of that she was defending herself? Mm -hmm. And so it it makes you scared to even try to defend yourself. But I'm like you, I think that my instinct would kick in and it would be like fight or flight and I would try whatever I could to, that would be me. Um, But I mean, I mean, the bare minimum is to block them and protect like your face and your head. Obviously, that's the bare minimum. But would I do everything in my power to, to fight back and get them to stop? Would I grab something? Would I shove it in their eye? Yeah, I would. I would. Me, Me too. Go ahead. Go ahead. Report me to the police. Let me report to um, everyone, OSHA, everyone about how you failed to provide safe working conditions for your employees. Let me press charges. Let me go to the media. If you're going to vilify me for simply protecting myself, when you as an employer have an obligation to provide safe working conditions and you failed, come after me. I dare you. You're you're right though. There has been so many and now that we're talking, I'm thinking of all these different things that have happened where, you know, patients have become violent. I mean, I, I'm not good at remembering names, but like that one other gentleman that was in the ICU for so long, um, on the psychiatric unit, yeah. remember? Yes. It, yes. He it was a uh-huh. big a big guy. The psych patient was not a frail man he was a big man and no he was a huge um, guy yeah yeah so he caused a lot of harm um obviously to the point they didn't know if this guy if this nurse was going to make it like scary out there it is scary and then now to you know to the hospital to try to spin it on you and to take the blame off of the patient where it started or, or the blame off of the hospital for not having proper um workplace conditions and proper safety and such a mess. Listen, if um, you're ever injured at work, you need to press charges. I don't care if it's a pediatric patient, an Alzheimer's patient, a psych patient. I don't care. Press charges. It creates a tracking system. It creates a paper trail. Should there ever be a court case or anything down the line, press charges. Now they'll say, oh, well, they're not going to prosecute. Okay, that's not up to you. Unfortunately, that's up to the district attorney. They may very well choose not to prosecute, but you still have the paper trail. You still reported it. It is discoverable in court, all those things. So always press charges, always fill out an incident report. 
Uh, a lot of places will have a separate like workplace violence kind of form or way of reporting. Do one of those and an incident report. Um, and keep in mind, incident reports are not discoverable in court usually, unless you're, you know, Redonda bot, but, <laughs> um, so you want the outside form, uh, tracking mechanism and make it known, put, you know, emails to your, to your supervisor detailing what happened and how you felt and the injuries and go through workman's comp because that's a workplace injury. And if they deny your workman's comp claim, because they do like 90% of the time just to get people to give up, appeal it and keep appealing it. There's several appeals that you have, but you got, you got to fight back and protect yourself and not tolerate the gaslighting manipulation when they try to make you the victim or the bad guy. If you have like a manager that is trying to talk you out of pressing charges what do you think the best thing to, for a nurse to do? Would would it be to contact law enforcement after the shift or immediately? Like if you know it's going to cause conflict, it's a, a hard thing. That's a tough one. That, that's a tough one. Um, and we're so busy in a shift. It's like who has time to even do that? Um, I would probably call during my shift. Um, at least it's going to like protect your timeline, so to speak, you know, and say this happened at such and such a time. I am not able to get off work until 7.30. Is it possible that you could send an officer here to take my statement? Sometimes they will. Sometimes they won't. Or you go there to the police station after work or the next morning. Because unfortunately, a lot of of management will frown upon that. And they don't want you to do that because they don't want the information out there. Um, So that makes it awkward. That's such a hard position to be in. They don't want the bad press. For the hospital. Yeah. That's all it is. I was going to say, do you want to tell them about the candlelight vigil at the strike? Oh, yes. The candle. I forgot to mention that. It was so pretty. So the day that we were there that evening, um, they had a candlelight vigil for any patient that has lost their life or has been affected to um, not having proper uh nurse to patient ratios, you know, so it was basically a very respectful uh, tribute to basically anybody that has suffered because of the what's going on in in hospitals all over the US. Um, And it was beautiful. There was a such a huge turnout. There were so I think it would be that there were some community leaders there. Yeah, we couldn't even find it was in the park right there was across. Remember, Erica, we couldn't find anywhere to put the car. That's how many people were there. Yeah. It was like. It was beautiful. And so we tried to Uber there. And no, no, no. We tried to drive there. And there was literally nowhere to park. They had such a big turnout. We went around and around and around. There was nowhere to park. We had to drive back to the hotel, get in an Uber, go back. to the. So we were a little late. But I'm glad that we caught it. It was lovely. And we ended yes, up I... standing right near a group of new grads that we didn't that even know was really cool that was a really cool experience yeah um there was probably was it like five of them i think that were together yeah maybe i think six. they worked yeah yeah but they were all new grads who um had just gone through their orientation had maybe been off a few weeks and then you know the strike happened um but erica and i were able to ask them a lot of questions about how it's like being affected as 
a new grad in a hospital that has such horrible working conditions and, you know, hearing what they told us was, I mean, just to hear it directly yeah. from their mouth was just scary and just brings in the the reality of how poor their training is, how they're being pushed to do things they're not ready to do. Um, just scary all the way around, scary for them, scary for the patients that they're taking care of. Um, and realizing it's not, it's not their fault, you know? Um, but I think that that, you know, was one of our big questions was how often are you being thrown into these uncomfortable situations? And Mm -hmm. they were like that first thing all the time, every day, every day. I I think Uh, they were all uh, ER nurses and they had like just finished their preceptorship, which I can't recall, but it wasn't very long, like six weeks maybe or something. I forget. It wasn't long enough. It wasn't long enough. I know that. It wasn't long enough. For a new grad, especially in ER. And um, they were talking about how they are, you know, given pods or areas in the ER that are assigned to them that they're not even supposed to be there alone yet. Because I I think it comes because they didn't have like TNCC yet or something. But they were routinely put there by themselves with no resource person, that they would ask for help, they would get no help, that they are just every single day set up for failure and that they are really afraid for their license. And they'd only been on their own for, was it like three weeks or something before the strike? Yeah. Like, yeah. Imagine the courage that it takes as a, for any nurse to go on strike it takes courage, right? But for a new grad and a new grad who is just off orientation, like kudos to them. That, they that were is such impressive about it. Like they were like, we're already in debt anyways. <laughs> yeah. We, we've, we've been in nursing school, so we just figured, oh, well, I guess we're just going to continue continue on and miss out on some hours. And it is what it is. But they were such troopers about it. They were just yeah. like, it, it is. It's okay. But yeah, um, they were amazing. That was a great, a great experience. So let's talk about the elevator. Oh, my Erica. God. Because this so, turned into a, a controversy. Oh this it turned did. into a thing online. I, I mean, I can't. Erica, you got to share this. Because thank, thank God it happened to you, so, not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, at first it happened to both of us, but then it happened to me. So we're, we walk, I think it was when we were going to the candlelight vigil. So we were leaving our, our hotel room, walking to the elevator, and we're waiting for the elevator. And I noticed there's like four people there. And one looks to be a nurse. They're wearing scrubs. Now, in retrospect, I the, as soon as we walked up, the nurse looked down at the floor and didn't raise mm-hmm. their head again. I did not think anything of it. And then we get on the elevator, and you you tell them what um, the one lady said to the nurse. I'm trying to remember what what I remember was. I it finally clicked for me in the elevator because. As that one nurse came on that was standing there with us, there was a couple more nurses already in the elevator. And I realized it was a, I'm like, why are, oh, why is there a there bunch of nurses? Already? Yeah. Yeah. No. Why is there nurses going to a shift? Like I was confused. Like from a hotel. They're all on strike from a hotel. And then, yeah. oh, the lady in the elevator asked yeah. a question. She said, 
why I see buses picking you guys mm-hmm. up. What? Where are you going? What, like, and that's how much when, longer are the buses going to keep picking you guys up every day? At which point, Jessica and I turned and looked at each other and went. And I'm not good at keeping <laughs> an expression. I think my eyeballs got like ginormous, and I realized this is why this hotel is so busy because the scab and nurses I, see, are there. I didn't even realize there. that. I just. I didn't even think this is like scab central. I just really thought, oh, we're in an elevator with a scab, like one. But this, I mean, <laughs> this is like a 30 second elevator ride. You know, it, it sounds longer, but it was really quick. And I don't think my synapses were quite firing because I really didn't quite grasp it until like the doors opened and we were getting off. And as soon as we got off, like they took off, that that girl just like was gone and she yeah. must have been like, please, dear God, get me off the elevator from Nurse Erica. This <laughs> be on TikTok yes. or something. <laughs> so Erica was mad at herself. She's like, I, why didn't I like, I, I didn't put it together fast enough. I should have said something. I should have asked I, I, something. I am still mad at myself. I wish I had had like another 15 seconds to just process it because I would have totally turned around and been like, oh, so you're a scab. You're going to scab the strike. That's where you're headed right now. And I'm so mad Can you at myself. Imagine if Nurse Erica blocking the elevator door. <laughs> is is that where you're going? Is it? Are you proud yeah. of yourself? I could hear and, you. And hmm? I would hope if that did happen that I could count on you, my friend, to pull out the phone and start recording. <laughs> yeah. Oh hell, hell yeah, I would. I'd be like, you tell him. You tell him, Erica. <laughs> Next day, Jessica had to leave early because she had to. Um, Fly take the day. rental car back and drive back to Seattle and do all the things. And my flight wasn't until like like five or something, like way later. So I had a late checkout. I hung out, made some videos. It was lovely. We were overlooking like a harbor. I kind of sat out on the balcony. Um, and then I leisurely, you know, get my stuff together, go down to the lobby to check out. It's like two in the afternoon, okay? I check out. I go to sit down. Um, call for an Uber. The Uber is going to be like 25 minutes or something. So I'm like, cool, no problem. I'm going to sit here and like catch up on emails and stuff. Again, because I'm often clueless about what's going on around me. I remember now that there was a nurse right beside me at the desk, um, which is where like the little store is, you know, where you can get your snacks and stuff. And she's in scrubs and she's getting snacks. Or your Chardonnay. Or your Chardonnay. Yeah. But I don't think anything of it. Then I go and sit down and almost immediately two other people, a man and a woman in scrubs, come down and sit like right in front of me. I'm against the wall. And then I see another person in scrubs walking through the lobby to sit down. Like they're all sitting there and waiting. And it wasn't until that moment where I'm like, oh, my God. They're all staying here. Like, I was so blonde. I don't know why I didn't put two and two together. I'm like, that's why the hotel was full. This is, they're all here. And what are the chances that I would be at the Scab Hotel? Like, God is mocking me. What is going on? (laughs) God was like, what are you going to do with this, Erica? What are you going to do? It was like a test. But you so, were also and, confused. Remember, it was the time of day because it, yeah, it's who the hell goes not, to work at like two in the afternoon. 
My and, ho- and I was telling you, my hospital does that. They do a lot of eight-hour blocks, so a lot of people come I know at three, ER three does to some 11. funky shifts, so maybe. But I got a lot of hate later for people that are like, you were just stalking the scabs. If I wanted to stalk the scabs, I would have been down there at 6 a.m. or 6 p.m. It was 2 in the afternoon. I didn't even know that they were all staying there. It, it was just such a sheer coincidence. So... I see them there, and then I see, like, this big van pull up that's just waiting outside uh, the front lobby hotel doors. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're all, they're here. They're waiting for their bus to go in for, what the fuck? And I and I had a moment where I'm like, what do I do? Like, what do I do? Like, do I, I'm not going to stand up and, like, make a scene, but I have to do right. something. So, of course, I pulled out my phone and I start recording. <laughs> of course I did. So this goes on for like 15 minutes, maybe. Oh, They're I didn't all, know that. Um, coming down, waiting. Oh, yeah. No, it was a while, like 15, 20 minutes or so. And they're kind of trickling in more and more. Um, I, it might have been like a quarter to two or something. I don't know. And they were leaving it too. I don't know. Um, but I was at the end of this big, long hallway. And at the other end was the elevators. And then where I was, was the lobby. And I'm sitting against a wall directly at the end. So... I start to notice nurses getting off the elevator, walking down the hall. They would like have their phone in their hand or something, look up, see me, and they would turn walk away the other way, which went, I don't know where, out a back door. <laughs> or like the one nurse oh did hid behind a pillar. Yeah. Like, like she a couple was, did that. It was a couple like a did cart- that. Like, like another one went behind another just- pillar. The ones that realized who I was, I think some of them didn't realize. And like two of them just sat right in front of me talking the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then finally, this one nurse comes down. She clearly sees me. And I it's not like I was like with my phone, like conspicuous. But I mean, it was obvious because I was sitting there and I would have it, you know, kind of like this, like lower in my lap standing up. So like I wasn't trying to hide it. Um, And she sees me and she she stops behind a pillar. <laughs> yeah, she first, first, her her instinct was fight or flight or hide. So first, right. she decided to hide, as if as if what she was going to stay there forever and just I know because never was, move. She stood there for probably I don't know, like thirty seconds or like it, it, clearly she was pausing, hiding, trying to figure out her next move. <laughs> then, then she realized there was nowhere there was to nowhere, go. Nowhere to go, and she had to get on the bus. So she comes out from behind the pillar and, you know, I'm, I'm across the lobby from her and she turns around as she's walking out the door and looks at me and goes, did you get a good picture? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how she said it. It was like a raspy voice. Did you? I, I got a good picture. It was like that. It was kind of scary. And I was just kind yeah. of <laughs> chuckling. I was like, I, I hope I did. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. So I got all so- in all like five separate videos. And I didn't, I wasn't really sure what I was even going to do with it. Cause honestly, I was in shock. I was like, what are the chances that I, me of all people am going to be at the scab hotel? Like I just was trying to wrap my mind around that. So I didn't do anything with the videos for like two or three days after I had gotten back and I reached out to you and, and, uh, Matthew and like three other people and said, do you think I should post these videos? And all of you were like, yeah, absolutely. Right. Post it. I mean, they should be proud of themselves if they're right. If they're going to stand up and do come in and work as the replacement nurses, scab nurses. 
then they, they should have no fear in hiding, right? Yeah, exactly. And in Erica's defense, you can video anybody in public. Yeah. There is no law against Correct. videoing somebody. You are out and about. You are there. I don't care what police officer, what rule you try to pull out of your butthole. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. exist. Yep. A, if you a are in hotel a hotel lobby setting, is considered a public area. Anyone can walk in off the street, ask to use the bathroom. There is absolutely no privacy laws that come into play in a hotel lobby. Now, if I went in their hotel room, that would be different. That would be a crime. Right. But in a hotel right. lobby, there is no crime taking place. Anyone can record And you didn't anyone. even say anything. You didn't say, you didn't provoke anybody. No, I didn't, didn't talk to any anything. of them. Any of them. The most I did She's was like She's the one chuckle. that chose to talk like this. Yeah. Did you get your picture? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. But what happened to this video, Erica? Oh my God. So I posted, it? I have five videos. I still have them. I only posted one of them. And I chose the one where the, the, she hid behind the the um, <laughs> pole and then talked to me and said, did you get a good picture? It was a quick little clip, posted it. Mind you, you cannot see her badge or anything. You you can no. not even, it's from far away. You can't even really see her face clearly. Um, right. And I posted it and people lost their ever loving mind and said that I was putting the scab's life in danger. All of them that I was putting all, mind you, I never even said the hotel we were staying at ever. Um, no, nope. I was putting all their lives in danger that I'm doxing them. Like y'all need to look up what doxing is. That is sharing personal private information. Like, like your, empl- your employer, your address, your phone number, your family. Like I, I didn't do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and I got huge, huge backlash from that. And you know what? That's fine. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's the thing. There's a longstanding history of people recording, videoing scabs going in and out of a place of business. Like this has been happening for decades and generations. You know, you can, you can Google it and find thousands of videos. This is a thing. I'm not the first to do this by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think they just didn't like that they were being singled out and they wanted to try to come for me instead of just owning the fact like look if you're gonna scab scab put on your scab hat be a proud scab scab your heart out <laughs> but don't scabby, come for scabby, me scabby. when i am saying when i'm just taking a video of you in a public place saying oh scab's going to work like come on and what i what i think is ridiculous is that you were putting her in danger what yeah. what does that mean somebody's gonna look at that video and try to see her face and then what go find her at the hospital right and what i mean people were grasping at at straws here i mean yeah but that i'm sorry if you decide to be one of these nurses that goes in and goes against everything that nurses are fighting for you know that you may be heckled walking mm-hmm. into work that is absolutely you know that part people are gonna boo you you know that you have to majority of the time walk where the strike line is um so this this is not new information not to them all. that possible i mean so I, I think that was absolutely ridiculous mm-hmm. but it is such there is such a division in nursing uh, it's like there's two teams yeah and it's crazy i i'm curious to see how much the numbers really are but you've got people 
that are totally against scab nurses like Mm -hmm. Erica, like myself, we're going against the common goal here. Um, The whole point is to make the hospital realize and that they need us so that they can change. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the other, the other people that um, feel like, and they always use the same example. Well, somebody has to take care of the patients. I mean, you're abandoning your patients, which they obviously don't understand how anything works, how they get a warning, how the hospital would never let it get to that situation. Mm -hmm. How, if all of those things, that could be a whole nother podcast, but it starts such a fight between yeah. nurses. Well, and the one like, that kills me is when they say, you know, this is um, this is life changing money, and it's um, you know, it, it's a. They try to claim that it's a form of racism because all scabs are minorities. That is not true. That is not even close to true. When someone first accused me of that three years ago at Morgan. Um, claiming that, you know, it's just minorities that go on that, uh, scab. And so if you're against scabs, you must be a racist because, you know, two plus two clearly equals seven. Okay. Um, and then compared me to Ruby Bridges. Don't even get me started on that. Ridiculousness. It's not just minorities. It's not. So I went on the Bureau of Labor Statistics and literally disproved that. And that day, for example, all the videos, I don't think there was a single minority there. There might have, there might have been one. They were all white nurses, male, female. There was like maybe one yeah, Hispanic. Okay, it, that's it, a, it's just that's fundamentally not there. true. But they, but they like to say that, you know, that it, it's minorities and it's life-changing money and anyone can go get their bag. And like, anyway, anyway, mm-hmm. I just think that it's... Anywho ridiculously crazy that we ended up at the hotel (laughs) like what are the chances it was fate it was absolutely fate um and i will stand behind you didn't do anything wrong by posting that video you were showing that's part of a strike i'm sorry that you choose to do that you choose to cross the line and go in there and work that comes with the that's yeah. the par for the course, whatever the hell that means. Isn't that what people say? It yeah, just, it is. Uh, it's par for the course. That's yeah. you gotta. Yeah. Hey, if you don't want nobody to recognize you or see you, then maybe you'd put on a ski mask until <laughs> until you get inside. I, I mean, I, d- yeah. I don't know. Maybe do something different, but um, that's just part of it. I mean, it's not like Erica went up and clocked her in the face or something. I no. Mean, no. Oh, no. And, oh, and in fact, one of the reasons I didn't post one of the videos the longest video was the two nurses sitting in front of me a male and female nurse you could see their badge they were right in front of me they were Mm. so close and so I purposely didn't post that one because you know I felt a certain way about that right I didn't want to necessarily put their name out there but yeah no the the video I posted mm -mm, did nothing wrong don't regret it didn't break any laws um own your scabbiness own it own it and don't get mad when people call you out on it yeah oh be proud loud and proud yeah all i gotta say if you're gonna do it then hold your head up high and smile for the camera yeah and if i wanted to um go and seek the scabs out or stalk them i would have been down there at 6 a.m okay not two in the afternoon (laughs) like absolutely ridiculous just a crazy coincidence Yep. So that was Erica's 
controversy, one of many. She always has one every few months. <laughs> so many. So <laughs> you don't many. know when they're going to come out, but it's usually every few months there's a whole nother drama of yeah. Erica has to go through. Never seems and, to stop. Yeah. So let's get into the enema of the week. Yeah. So the enema award of the week actually kind of um, coincidentally piggybacks on the problem of the week because I didn't even know what the problem of the week was till you no, said you it. No, I didn't. I surprised you. Yeah. Um, so I would like to give the enema of the week award collectively to any and all hospitals and employers that have policies that prevent their security guards, their security staff from physically intervening in any kind of situation. There was recently a really terrible situation in a pediatric ICU where uh, two nurses and a resident were stabbed by a visitor and uh, reportedly security allegedly knew what was going on and would not enter until the police department arrived, which took another like 10 minutes. And this is happening in a lot of places where they are putting into place these policies that prevent security from a carrying a weapon and b physically intervening they're not allowed to physically touch someone so what is the point they are absolutely what are they they there for yeah because the hospital is worried about the liability not about not about their employees being injured or killed they're worried about the possibility of liability and it's Evidently, now, you, now when you go to apply for a job, a nursing job, you have to start asking these questions. Um, what what right? kind of uh, security measures do we have here? Are they allowed to carry weapons? Are they allowed to intervene? I, I'd do we say have metal ask, detectors? Put that on your list. Yeah, put that right. on your list of questions to ask. Because uh, I agree. Uh, that is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, yeah. if you need help, you need help. That's the whole point of having security there. They might yeah. as well just continue saving money and just ixnay them all together. Right. But, I mean, if they're make not the going to help. do it. They make the nurse do everything else. That is absolutely awful. So, mm-hmm. yeah, make sure that you um, add that to your list of questions, not just, you know, how many yeah. PTO hours you accrue per <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, you got to add on there, too, uh, metal detectors, security um I'm not even kidding. I'm being totally serious. Like that's just, they deserve an enema. That's awful that, that they yeah. do that. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's happening pretty frequently, unfortunately. All right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap this up and we will see you guys next time on the next nurses uncorked. 